So, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Uh, anywhere, pal. Okay, let's. Okay, let's start here because NXT. All right, let's start at NXT. Original NXT. USA NXT. USA or NXT or UK. I said original NXT. Yeah, go ahead. So, okay, listen here. All right. We told you what was going to happen. Like, nothing really much changed except for the Champa Thatcher tag team match that was really good. That was, like, that was it. And, like, nothing else really changed. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. No, do you, do, you, do you remember anything else that cool that happened that we didn't spoil last week on a spoiler, spoiler, spoiler show? I feel like spoiler. you spoiled pretty much everything because Rich Holland came back. Yeah. Fucking the beef between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, that's still not over. Like, those two things stick out the most to me. Okay. Except so- for the, the backstage between. Uh, 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 Grimes and Knight, so. which was actually really fun. And okay, really so fun. I, I see some people complaining about the Adam Cole, Kyle Roddy thing. And for once in my whole entire existence of life, I agree. I okay. fucking agree with you guys. Because they was like, okay, WWE booked this completely ass backwards, and it doesn't make any sense for them to have a third match. It's really weird, and I agree. I'm not even lying. I agree. I totally agree. I see exactly what you're talking about. I totally fucking agree. I'm not even lying to you. Totally agree. Both weirdly. Yes. It's as backwards. And it, I agree. I see. Listen, I see what WWE was trying to do. One, I see what they were trying to do. But I totally agree with you that it was booked badly. It was booked mm-hmm. badly. This doesn't make any sense for them to have this third final match. Yes, this is probably a loser leave wherever match and goes to whatever, but it's just it was book bad. This whole entire story of book bad, they could have did something so much better. They went from one thing, they, they was like, Oh, this is really good, let's keep going with it. And that's how we went to where we're at, where we're at the point where we're just like, ah, I don't give a shit. They're gonna have a good match, but it's like, ah, I don't give a shit about the story, doesn't care. Yeah, so yeah, that was NXT. NXT UK was rather eye-opening. It was rather eye-opening. So, Jordan Devlin had a match against um, somebody, Archer, don't remember his actual name. But it was like, okay. That was that was pretty good. Then we had a match between Jenny and Eva Valkyrie. And it was just like, okay, this shouldn't be as good as it is. It, it was like, 900 million times better than you thought it would. Just like, even saying those names out loud and seeing it on paper, you're like, okay, it's not going to be, it's just going to be a throwaway match. It's going to be one of those matches you're going to be like, eh, whatever, it's just one of those throwaway matches. It was really fucking good. Like, it had me enthralled. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. And then, the fucking ending was like, it was perfect because it was like, it was a random distraction by Joseph Connors after Eva had like knocked him down like three times. And this last this last time she got caught up and she's paying attention to him. And then Jenny hit her with the 
the I forgot what it is the move that she does her finisher and I was like oh this made sense like it was a distraction finish but the whole match was a banger so it's like Jesus it's like this was actually fucking good and then we had the match that like I literally would pay money for it any day of the week just because I love both of these women and like we're kind of friends but like I love both of these women and it's just like it's just a fucking great match it was Aaliyah James versus Stevie Turner and the match was just like insane and it just met all of my expectations and I can't wait to see them in a bigger grander stage than this but this was like this was one of the matches that she just was like okay I can see the future in that match and that's it right there that's the future then we ended it with Mustache Mountain versus Symbiosis which was of course was a good tag match and this is like it's okay it's it looks like it's gonna go the way that we think but they're teasing it to make it feel like it's going to go the other way and it just so during a match Tyler Bate and Trent Seven were wrestling and Trent Seven was looking beat down and beat up and old and like he's looking like he was dead weight to Tyler as Tyler was just like carrying the whole match and Trent Seven was on the floor and half beat up trying to get up like he's trying to he's struggling with this and it's like huh it seems so random it's like just getting beat down and it's like it feels out of place and then they get challenged they win the match then they get challenged by Pretty Deadly and I'm like dude that's when it's gonna happen one of Mustache Mountains is gonna turn and everybody's money is on Trent Seven I Tyler Bates Tyler Bates is gonna turn he's gonna yeah, snap last time. yeah he's gonna be the one he's gonna fucking do it it's gonna happen. It, it's gonna be Tyler. Yeah, because the way you're describing it, like it seems mm-hmm. like it's gonna be Trent, but it's probably gonna be a swerve knowing the way this shit works. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how that's gonna go. Cause that's like you said, it's kinda off for Trent Seven to be tired like that. Cause okay, he's up there in age, like compared mm. to Tyler. But mm-hmm. he never he never gets gas like that. Exactly. That's why it just seems so off. It's like, why is this happening? This seems so off. It's random. It and like, like he did it on purpose, right? Yeah, that's what it that's what it looks like. He did it on purpose. But like my mind is like, okay, I don't think he's doing this on purpose. Like I think like I think he really was just like messed up in the match because like they beat him up in the first couple of seconds and it was like okay well this is him trying to recover and get to the match and, uh, uh, I can't do it but like the way it looks like the way it looks is like dude you didn't give a fuck about him and it's just like this is probably in the tag title match it's gonna happen again it's gonna play in a title base head and Tyler's gonna be like oh my god this son of a bitch is weighing me down I have to kill him Okay, that's gonna happen. Cause he's the current, um, what is it, Cup champion or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's the current champion. 
so yeah, that's that's the thing. So yeah, that was NXT. Yucca. Yucca. So Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm like, it was a couple of decisions on this thing that like, I'm not here to defend. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I'm gonna defend this. I'm, I'm totally gonna criticize it, but I see where they're going. But at the same time, I'm totally criticize it. And this time, I'm just gonna be just a super harsh critical. So, yeah. All right. Monday Night Raw. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Did you think it was awesome? <laughs> Did you think it was awesome? I, I really think Raw is awesome. That's one thing. But, um, yeah, as usual, this episode kind of fell. So it started off with Nikki A.S.H. coming out. And she's talking about being a superhero. And she's talking about how she did the thing for the people. And she's a superhero. And just as she gets started, Charlotte comes up. Then Rhea comes up. And they're saying, hey, we want to fight. And we want the title. And we want the title. We want the title. And then Adam Pearce and Sonya Bill come out and say, hey, well, triple threat match. At SummerSlam, ah, ah, you want it? It's a nice, right? Ah, ah, oh, okay. Like that wasn't obvious <laughs> that it was gonna happen. But here's the thing, right? So mm-hmm. somebody pointed out was like Charlotte deserves an automatic rematch because Charlotte got screwed and lost the title. Okay, check. Like that does check out. Then they mm-hmm. said, why does Rhea deserve one? Oh, but you don't remember that Rhea got her rematch and got screwed out of her rematch because Charlotte decided to take a fucking count out, which means Rhea does deserve a match even because Charlotte screwed her. Yeah. So that's why that's happening. And like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to say that, oh, I'm super happy that this is happening. But it's just like, yeah, whatever. In, no, we kind of booked this like months ago. So no, but the thing is, like I said, like we booked this better. We booked this yeah. way better because, like, way Because, like, technically, like this is supposed to be a whole different style of match, and the money in the bank didn't even have to be necessary. And like Nikki wasn't even a superhero. We booked this better. <laughs> Because we kept saying she has two wins over both of them. She needs to have a title shot. She needs to have a title shot. And like later on in the show, I could just prove to you why they just destroy booking. Like it's like have no idea what they're even doing when they're trying to put together a show and like trying to put a cohesive story together from day to day to day to day. This is like later on, I'm going to show you why it's just like complete utter bullshit. And like, it's like barely cohesive. Not even barely. It's not even. It's literally held together by bubble gum and shoestring. It's not even like it's not even like actual duct tape and shit. It's like bubble gum and shoestring, like the least amount of holding together. It's like, yeah, okay. Like it's literally just like a okay type of thing. It's like it's 
it does like it doesn't make sense and like the story doesn't like at least through on SmackDown you can look at it and go, okay, this is why this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. You're like, okay, this kind of has a cohesive story. On Raw, it's just like we're gonna throw this against the wall, see if it sticks. If it doesn't stick, we'll just keep throwing it and you'll figure it out. And just walk off. That's literally what they do on Raw. It's like, dude, like you could do so much better with this. Like they but gave like, up. yeah, they gave up a lot. But Nikki and Charlotte have a little interaction. They say, "Well, you guys can have a match later on tonight." Okay, well, what the fuck? Who cares? It's just dumb because you know next week she's gonna fight Rhea, and like it's just, just so dumb. So that was a thing. Then we had Damian Priesto. Damian Priesto has to win a match against Sheamus to become number one contender for the U.S. title sometime down the road. And I'm like, okay, we knew this was coming, and we're just like, all right, this was going to happen, but why did they give him a match where they hyped it up like, oh my God, if he beats him, he's going to be number one contender. It's like, he should already be number one contender. He scared Sheamus like twice, and like he should just like Sheamus and him just just have a match, like that's it. Like, I swore when they announced this match, like I swore the title was on the line at first. That's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. But of course, fucking not. Of course, fucking not. But Damian Priesto did get the win. He picked up the win. Boom. Wasn't so, this called like a contenders match too, which like, threw me off? Yeah, because they're trying to change the wording because they're like, we don't want to do this. We want to change the wording. Oh, because maybe it'll be more attractive to people. Oh. I don't, I don't get it. I don't care. Don't get it. Don't care. So then we had tag team title match. Almost an AJ versus the Viking Riders. This match was not bad. It was not bad. Almost fucked them up a little bit. Yeah, almost did fuck them up a little bit. Like, it wasn't bad. Like, of course, AJ almost won. They came in the tag title for, uh, certain reasons and people. But we'll get to that a little later. Then we had a Drew McIntyre thing where he wanted up fighting Shaggy. And Jinder Mahuti has a new I don't even know what you call him. Lawyer? Something. Yeah, he was a lawyer. Yeah. So the lawyer comes out and the first thing I see with the lawyer, I'm like, oh, you're getting attacked. So Drew wanted up beating Shanky. And then because he beat Shanky, Jinder tried to come down and the dude came down and it was like, oh no, I'm going to get hurt. Oh, ah, smack, 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 smack. He gets hit with the chair a bunch of times. Oh no, didn't see that coming. So yeah, Jinder and Drew look like they're going at SummerSlam. But yeah, that's okay. You think it's going to be like a stipulation match or just a regular match? 
It should be a chair match. It should be. Yeah. So then we had the evolution. Wow, wow. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, don't, I don't really know. Don't give her that. <laughs> Dude, I, don't, I don't even know her fucking song. I don't know. I don't know. That, it, that triggered me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So they're having a match and it's Eva and Dewdrop versus the tag team champions. And during the match, Natty's leg gets bent under her when she gets rolled up on by Drew Dewdrop. So Natty is now injured. We don't know how bad, but she's injured. So during the match, Eva's kind of winning. And all of a sudden, you see Lily in a Lily Lucian literally lost the whole entire crowd, including us. Just gave up. Just said, all right, fuck this. Fuck this I just said I prefer the illusion over the um, evolution, though. <laughs> I prefer I prefer no illusion. None of it. None of it. No illusion. No illusion. Nothing. Nothing. Everything gets eviscerated. Everything gets eviscerated. Just, just get it off. Just get it off. There's no point in having it, dude. Like, what is the point in having it? Like, real shit, though, real shit. Like, all jokes aside, right? You ever notice? It's like the second time they try to do this gimmick, and every time they try to do this gimmick, like, it sucks. Like, they tried this with Emma, aka yeah. Mia Dashwood, and they, they threw that away real quick. Yes, there's no reason to do it. Like, it's a fucking old man's fantasy of what he thinks women are. And it's fucking, it's just so fucking out of date and antiquated that it's like, this is what I pick for the world. No, bitch, this is not how fucking people live in fucking 2021. Like, nobody gives a shit about half of this shit. Like, you're just so stuck in your old fucking brain ways, which I'm going to talk about in a few minutes, but it's like, you're just so fucking dumb. Like, this is so dumb. Like, like, let me finish this match, and then I'm gonna go more into him, but like, the tag champs won, and Natty may be out for a few months. We don't know, which means they're going to strip the tag titles, but that's a thing. They may not, because they really don't care about these titles, too. Like, let's be real. I mean, they might, because, like, they could do a bunch of shit today. Like, move a lot of story along and, like, get shit popping, but, like, yeah. <sighs> if they did it right, they could do all that, yeah. Yeah. But Vince is so out of fucking touch. They had a fucking investors call. And it's like, you fucking listen to him talk. It's like, this dude is reading off of a fucking prepared script. And he's trying to follow along and just fucking up flooding lines. And you're like, okay, all right, maybe. Okay, maybe, just maybe. He just, he just fucked it up. Then he said something that was like so brain rotted it's like okay you need to go period I don't care if it's he goes like yeah um AEW's not competition I mean what are we gonna do give them more people I mean it's like what like you literally just said you don't care about this company you just said okay we don't care about AEW what am I going to do? Send them more people. That means you're just going to fire more people and send them to fucking AEW and just be like, like, how, like, how out of touch are you? 
Like, you should at least care about your fucking people and be like, yo, I, I love my people. And, like, we're going to come back. We're going to beat them. And it's like, there's nothing you can do. And here's the point, like, that I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. This company seems so destined to burn because I see the tea leaves and this is just weekend at Bernie's at this point. This is literally weekend at Bernie's. That man is not in control and Nick Khan just seems like the motherfucking sickest con man that is ready to fucking burn his bitch to the ground and make billions of dollars. I see it. It is just like it's right there and it's so apparent from this fucking meeting that the way that the old man was talking and Nick Khan just came in and just like, hey, yeah, we don't care about that. We're in competition with everything. That's what WWE is doing. This, in a way he came in was like, if you ever watch those movies where it's like the old billionaires in control and then it's like this swarmy little young guy that's like right under him that's trying to take control. They usurp his power and it's like he has it. He's in his ear. He's right there next to him and he's just like really fucking swarmy and smart and manipulative and just gets into his brain and just gets sated. And you're like, oh, you're going to take over this company. You're going to fucking fleece him right out of the fucking company and run this bitch to the ground and get money and just go away and we never see you again until there's some big billion thing that you can jump into and say, hey, I made money. That's that's what the fuck is happening. This dude is... like an old 90s cartoon that had that same fucking concept, the villain, the complete moron and like... His- "Quote unquote," underling was brainwashing him and shit. Dude, it's it is the typical. It is a typical fucking story of a fuck. It's like this is something you see on a fucking movie, a fucking yeah. billionaire movie, and you're like, this will never happen in real life. It's literally happening in WWE. It's happening, and it's always the bad part about it. And the bad part about it is there's always. The, the good person that's like there's a good person who's always there and just sitting in the background trying to buy this time and he's trying to do the right thing and he just gets kicked to the side and just stepped on and just like this big guy is just taking everything and then at the end at the end of the story the good guy comes in and he saves the day and he's like yay I got this and we're gonna save it yay and everybody cheers and the bad part is we all know who that guy is and he's literally just fucking there. And he is just at the point where he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care what happens. I just, I I, I don't even know. He's <laughs> like, like he seriously. Dude, he's, he is, but it's like, we know that Hunter can do it. And even his wife is just like so blind. It's like, Oh, zombies and shit is just so awesome. That was great. He he fucking disassociated himself from the whole entire like segment. He was like, yo, I don't even want to be part of this call. I don't want to talk about shit. I'm cool. I'm not part of an investor call. I don't care. Leave me out of it. And it's just like, we know that he needs to just grab the reins and say, hey, I can do this. Vince doesn't see it, especially because Vince thinks NXT fucking sucks. Which brings me to the next fucking segment. How mm-hmm. fucking bad it sucks. Because we had Keith Lee versus Killer Cross. Or Karen Cross. He's not a killer anymore. He's 
Yeah, Might as well just call him by his real name, Kevin. It's Kevin Cross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he... Like, <laughs> this is so... Like, this is so bad. Everything about this is so bad. And the people... Like, they... Like, everybody has glaringly missed over this big thing. So, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Get well soon, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy had COVID. So, because Jeff Hardy had COVID, Jeff Hardy wasn't there. But Cross was supposed to lose to Jeff Hardy again. And people are already flipping out like, oh my God, he's going to have him lose twice. Here's the thing. It was going to lead to a story. It was going to lead to a story. So, like, because you're flipping out, yeah, like, you kind of just short-sighted go, oh my God, that's wrong. Big-sighted, you're like, oh my God, they, they could have led into a story. Oh, that was a thing. But the, the thing that everybody's glaring over is Keith Lee came back last week, lost to the WWE champion. This week, loses to the NXT champion, Karrion Cross. And it's like you lost two weeks in a row. They don't give one zero fuck about you. And they don't give a fuck about Cross either because he was going to die if Jeff Hardy was there. So it's like it was like it was no reason to sacrifice Keith Lee. You have a roster full of randos that you could have just killed off. No, 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 fam. No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Even the way that fucking they treat NXT is just. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't mean Hunter. I mean Vince. I hate it. I hate it so much. It just bothers me. So fucking much, I can't say it. Cause Hunter knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Vince, he's too busy trying to be an actual TV show. You know, like this is wrestling. Like, you can't get away from that as much as he tries. But apparently, he doesn't want that. And this is like, it's just so. It's just so bad. And Renee Young has the best take on wrestling today and everybody fucking literally crucified her but she literally has the best take WWE is for casuals so they beat you over the head with something over and over and over and over and over again so you understand because you're casually watching this you have no idea what's going on so I'm gonna keep putting this in your head so when things happen you're like oh they just mentioned that I understand that and AEW is literally like you're a hardcore fan we know that you know to the point where it's like it's not even funny that we know that you know and I'm going to get into all of the everything that they know that we know. And it's just like, so we're not like, we don't, we're not going to try because it's like, we know what you know. So we're, we're giving you your product. Just like simply just cut and dry. Here it is. You know, we know. Here it is. That's, that's simple and plain. Understandable. But back to the show that no one knows. So, and I team up to go against Tabar and Moss. So they have this match against Tabar and Moss. And of course, Mansoor winds up 
cheating to get the win. And Ali's like, what the fuck? Did, did, did you, what the fuck? Did you, did, did you really do that? Did you, <laughs> did you cheat? Dude, what the fuck? His face at the end of it, like, what the hell? Yeah, it was so it was so weird. And like we had said that we was like, yeah, he's gonna fuck he's gonna fucking cheat the win and that shit's gonna be fine. <laughs> so then we had the next segment, which literally was a segment from like four months ago, not even joking. Four months ago. Bob and then Bob Lash is like, hey. I'm not accepting Goldberg's challenge. That sounds like a Friday night thing. I'm not accepting this challenge for the title. Okay. Well, that's just like the other guy. But the other guy is way cooler and said missionary sex. But not going to talk about it. Oh, no. And then, that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So then, then we have the former Hurt Locker business, Shelton Benjamin, and Prime Alexander three months after the last time they got in a ring with him get in a ring and they're like I want to fight you no I want to fight you I don't care I'll take you on both beat the hell out of both of them they're nothing stacked just like Roman stacked up Edge and Daniel Bryan hmm. seems kind of similar but yeah that's the thing he did do a jackhammer, though. Yeah, he, he did, actually, did the jackhammer better than Goldberg, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. Of course, like he's fucking young and well, not that young, but younger than Goldberg. Fuck, yeah. Of course. He also does a spear better than him. But yeah, wait. <laughs> That's why they didn't, they point that one out. But yeah, he says he's not going to face Goldberg. And then we had. Morrison versus Riddle, which should which should have been a fucking fantastic match, but then we have Turtle Mid, then we have AJ and almost, and they wind up beating up Riddle and breaking his scooter, and well, we all know what's this is leading to Randy Orton and Riddle versus the tag team champions, so that's the thing. Oh my so god, I'm talking about the wrong name. What? <laughs> it's RK Bro. For some odd reason, I was about to say GI Bro. No, he's at home doing his YouTube channel and podcast. That's <laughs> So then we had the most entertaining thing on Raw. And not even joking, it literally was entertaining as fuck. It was R Truth came out. R-Truth has on the headset mic where he doesn't have to hold, like, he doesn't have the microphone, and he's talking. So he calls out Reginald. They have a 24-7 title match. Here's the fun part. Truth has the mic on the whole goddamn time. (laughs) So Reginald is doing flippy-dippy, jumping about, running around, all this weird shit. And he wins. He flips over the top rope as the rest of the 24-7 nerds come out to get him. And he just runs away. And it's like, oh. His fucking entrance is like fucking phenomenal. Like, what the hell? Oh, did you hear Sin Cara just like, he came at him about that? Okay. Yeah, Sin Cara was like, 
I was doing it first. And he's like, yeah, well, I could do it better. I I did this eight days a week. No, eight times a day for 10 weeks at Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, I, I got this. And then Plus, Sakura was like, like no trampoline. Plus, that's far he hasn't boxed it. <laughs> he only did it once. That's yeah. far. That's far. That's far. <laughs> this is why I added that. And Sankara told him to learn how to wrestle, and Reginald said, I am a better wrestler than you. So, yeah, that was it. So, that was a thing. So, then we had the main event. Fucking main event was Nikki Ash versus Chuck. And they had a match. And Charlotte won. Charlotte beat her one, two, three. And I was just like, what? Like, I know that they have the build up for the match, but like, this was the one thing you picked to go, all right, well, this is how we're going to build up for the match, guys. Wait, what? That's it? That's the one thing you picked. Like, out of all of this you picked, you, you picked this one thing. To like get her a loss because now that means next week, um, Rhea Ripley's gonna pin her. That's exactly what that means. It's like, mm-hmm. why? But then that just diminished. That just diminished the whole entire function of her winning the belt and beating them, and like beating them week after week after week after week after week. It just diminished the whole fucking thing, dude. Like it makes you forget about that. Yeah, like I guess that's what they want you to forget about because also after the match, Charlotte beat her down and then Nikki's gonna say, Well, oh, I'm still trying to become a superhero. It's like, no, you have the title. You can't say that. You cannot say that. You have the title. You can't say that. That's not how that works. Like you are a superhero, I guess. <laughs> yes, and it's just like this is another sign of the weirdest ass backwards dumb as shit WWE booking it's like what are you doing dude like this is not how you build up the feud I mean if Charlotte would have cheated and won I would have been like okay that makes sense this was a clear no cheat I just beat her because I'm good Mm -hmm. now it's like uh, well Nikki's not that good then Rhea's gonna beat her and it's like oh well she's really not that good it doesn't make her look. It doesn't make her look cool. Everything about this is, it's just, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like the everything about this is wrong. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is one of those things where you just like, guys, like fucking do better. Like do fucking better, dude. It is so ass backwards. It's like they've lost the. But they cut their own content. That's what they really do. Like people can't enjoy it if like you take away everything that makes it cool. It's like, why would you do that? It's just stupid. Like okay. and don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna be one of these assholes that's like, oh I'm never watching it again because it makes no sense. Call me when it makes sense. No, I'm gonna keep watching. It's going it's I'm not going to say it's going to get better. Like, I know it's going to get better. Because, like, the only way it's going to get better is if it gets fucked. 
is literally it gets fucked. It literally, they literally have to get fucked. They have to get fucked. They have to get fucked. They have to literally get fucked. They have to, no, you know what they have to do? They have to get cucked. They have to get cucked, not fucked. They have to get cucked. They have to sit at home and watch the fans fuck AEW and just go, oh my God, this is so good. I've never had it this good. Oh my God, it's so good. And you have to sit at home with your fucking PlayStation and say, I, 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 I could be fucking mad. But no, you're not. Because the fans are going to fucking... Oh, oh, you deserve it. You fucking deserve it. You deserve everything you get. You deserve everything you get. And I will still watch you. I'm not leaving. I'm watching you. I'm watching you until you either figure it out or you burn it to the ground. Either way, I'll be watching. I'll just be sitting here watching a fire or watching... Uh, Empire be rebuilt. What are one of the two things that happen? I'm, I'm gonna watch it all. I'm not going anywhere because I'm, I'm I might have a little bit of psychosis where I'm just like I need to do this. Yes, or OCD, whichever one you call it. <laughs> but it's a thing. It's a thing. It's gonna be fine. Yes. So now. We also have to get into the cucking of the cucking because we're going to actually join in with those fans in fuck AEW because it's hot, it's young, it's basically all over Instagram. It is just like the sexiest bitch that you've ever seen. Has a thong on, works out every goddamn day. Long blonde hair, just sexy motherfucker. Nice perky tits. Oh my god. You guys are gonna call me misogynist, but I don't know how to explain a guy. So I'm just gonna explain a girl. So that's just me. Just nails hey, done. X, I guess. <laughs> like nails nails done. Fucking smell great. Says all the right things. Just blows your fucking mind. Is just amazing. Just you want to do everything. You want to give her all the money. You just want to say, oh, I love you. I just, want to, I just want to be near you. Let me be near you. Just, I just like it. This is what this is what they have reduced me to. This is what they have reduced me to. This. This is what they have reduced me to. This thing. This. This thing that we have been battling to say, God, just the same. It's the same, right? It's the fucking same. They decided to say, come here, boy, let me fuck you. That's exactly what they said. And I just said, okay, okay, daddy. Because that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. And the show started off, my God, my God, did it start off. Oh, my God, did it start off great. Fucking, mm-hmm. fucking best thing ever. It started off with this cowboy scene. And you just hear about these cowboys, and they're out, and they show they show each one of them separately. And every time they show a shadow, everybody has on a cowboy hat, and they, it's just basically a promo for the Dark Order and Hangman Page. But here, here is where it gets 
good to great. Because all of a sudden, the lights go dark. Lights are dark. And each person of the Dark Order pops up with bandanas around their face. This is what a lot of people didn't see, which actually plays into a higher level of greatness for AEW. On one side, you see all of the Dark Order. Then on the other side, you see the rest of the Dark Order. But there's an open space there. Someone's missing. And it's just like, oh. And right in the middle, here comes the cowboy. And the cowboy comes out with his Dark Order mask. And they all come out and the whole entire Dark Order walks to the ring to the biggest fucking pop you've ever you've ever heard. They get the ring, they shit and cowboy shit. They all stand and they all do the Dark Order symbol. And it's just like, oh my God, oh my God. You can, you can just turn the show off right there. That was it. Like you literally can turn the show off right there. But you couldn't because like there was more. And like, I'm not saying the rest of it was just as good, but it was more. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, they do the basketball call out, out the basketball people, and it's the elite. So, if you don't understand this, because a lot of people didn't understand this at the beginning, it was a Space Jam synergy thing. It was a synergy thing. It was a Turner Space Jam synergy thing. A lot of people did not get that. I was like, like, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh my God, like they totally synergized this. This is smart. This is smart booking. At this time, the crowd is on fucking fire. They're having a 10 man tag. It is going fucking insane. You missed the part that you like, was trying to call and whatever. North Carolina. This time they actually was in North Carolina. Yes, yes, that was actually <laughs> that was actually dope. Everybody had on basketball jerseys from the elite. They had the ten man tag. Stu Grayson damn near killed himself because he did a uh, spin flip and his head hit the back of the thing. But he wound up getting counted out with Luke Gallows. It was. It was fucking crazy. This match was so good. And it winded up down to the Bucks and Kenny with Hangman. And the match is going. And Hangman knocks out Nick Jackson. No, or Matt Jackson. I forgot which Jackson was. One of the it was two. Matt. Okay. It was Matt because I got confused with Dan too. <laughs> he took out Matt. And it's just Kenny and Hangman. It's right there. And you're like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen, and it did not happen. Hangman lost. It took the air out of the crowd. Everybody just was like, oh my God, no. He's not gonna get his title match. He's not gonna get his match. And like, everybody just was like, what now? What now? And it literally, Branched off my mind timeline. It, my mind timeline went to it was multiple directions. And it's just like, what happens here? What it what goes what goes here? They're not gonna give it to him right now. What goes here? But there was also the question of how do you branch off the timeline 
but return to the main timeline with something intact. You can't, like, there's going to be ways to go about this without, without him losing the title. But there's also ways to go about this that you have no choice but to, for him to lose the title. So it's like, it's branched off into all of these different realms. One of the realms is literally him bowing down to the church and becoming a Christian because that was always in the works. But then there's also the countdown. It could be any, like it could be any number of things. Like, but it's just so like it's so much you can do, but it's so much you have to like gently like play with. Like you have to generally play with because the thing is, you want him to have this match. You want him to have this match against Hangman. You want the title to be on the line, but he can't lose the title to anybody else, but you can't play with anybody else and then go, okay, okay, they're right there, right there, right there, but uh, nope, no title. And it's like, well, you can't do that, so what do you do? Like, it's going to be fun either way because, like, Christian, you could kill him off. It's, it's fucking easy. Like, just dead, dead, dead to rights. Like, easy. But as far as anybody else, it would be taking a risk of the new guy getting a loss and that's not good for the new guy, even though the new guy is like literally a star. And like, no matter what, you can't kill a star. But that's the thing. It's like where, like, it actually has me racing to go, what happens? Like, what happens? What, like, what what goes here? What goes here in the time to stretch out before the end game? What goes there? And, like, it's having me trying to figure out each piece of the puzzle. And it's, like, it's good. It's good for me. It's good for me because I'm a fucking degenerate that just loves this type of thing and loves trying timelines. But, like, for the average person, it's like, oh, we lost Hangman. Now what? To me, it's like, we lost Hangman. Now what? That's how I feel. So, no, I, I agree with you. Like, where are we going to go? Like, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Like, I, like, I know that the Christian thing is going to happen, but also, I feel time is running out and you know like every time you count down a clock it always gets to the end Mm -hmm. so yeah so moving on we get to Ricky Starks who comes out and literally what I use as a metaphor he says what I use as a metaphor. Because when I say things, I always say, it's like running into a buzzsaw. He literally came out and had a buzzsaw in his mouth and just fucking eviscerated Brian Cage. He was like, yo, you fucking suck so bad. 
that they had to fucking stick you with me just so you can get a little bit of my fucking charisma. Like, everything about you is trash. He tore that man up to fucking no end for about three minutes. I was like, oh my God. And some of the stuff was just like really, it just was really crazy. And I was just like, oh my God, stop. It, it was fucked up. <laughs> he destroyed him verbally. Yes. Then Brian Cage comes down. Brian Cage is about to beat him up. And Ricky Starks gets out of the way. But before Brian Cage comes out, there was band members around. And the line went out from JR. Trombones have no place in wrestling. And I said, oh, that's going to upset Xavier Woods. And it did. <laughs> it definitely did. King Xavier Woods was like, what do you mean? I'm sad now. It, it was really funny. But yeah. Okay. It did. So Cage wants to fight. Ricky starts. But it'll happen eventually. Then we had a thing that once again has now branched off another timeline in New Japan. So Tanahashi comes on the screen and says, yo, I want to fight the winner of the U.S. title match. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to break this down. So back in October, it might it might not have been October. It might have been a little bit was it October? No, it was October. It was, it was October. Like it felt like it was October. It was sometime. It was sometime within between October and recently. Tanahashi won the right to face the U.S. champion. Like a lot of people keep forgetting that he won the right in New Japan. I don't know how people keep forgetting this. He won the right, but he did not get it because Moxley was over there and I was a little mad I think if I remember correctly it was when Kenta showed up and I was mad I was like yo he shouldn't have this match because didn't Tanahashi win but like I guess they were building this up I don't know it was I swore Tanahashi had a shot at the US title that's what I swore yeah. but of course now he, he wants the shot for the US title and that made everybody go balls crazy because it's like, oh my god, Tanahashi's coming to AEW, and that's not exactly what's happening right now because he is going to get his US title match, just not in AEW because it's going to be on Resurgence in Los Angeles, August uh, 11th or 12th. Now, that's not to say Tanahashi isn't showing up in AEW. But I have a theory, and I'm going to get to that theory later. But yeah, it branched off a crazy timeline. So then we had the match I was waiting for all fucking night. <laughs> this, okay, the tag team match, great. LAX versus FTR. Match is going down. Match is going down. Commercial break. Picture in picture. It took me out of a match. It took me out of a match, and I'm not lying. This is the first time it ever took me out of a match. Because it's like, yo, I really wanted to see this match. And then it goes picture on picture. 
like a hundred percent. That kind of bothered me that you like they took you out of it because you were so excited for this shit. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? not at you I'm, obviously, but at them. Like that's totally on them. Yeah, and I was so into it. Was like, yo, I really wanted this match so bad, and then like. I'm glad that I was actually out of it because when the ending came, it seemed so abrupt and crazy that it was like, oh my God, this is a fucking garbage match. Until two seconds after the three count, I'm like, oh my God. Because through the minimal match, I don't remember where it happened, but somehow Cash Wheeler got his arm split open. And it just was leaking and leaking and leaking. And it just, it looked, it looked fucking sick. It looked fucking sick. And like, Dax, I mean, Dax Hardwood was like, listen, man, like, it was really bad. He was like, I don't give a shit about any of you. I don't give a shit about this person and that person. I care about my brother. And it was bad. So apparently it was really bad. I was, I, I, I was, Man, like, that's all I can like, say. It doesn't bother me. What bothered me is you can see white. So that means that was bone. Like, dude, like I see white. Like I like I love FTR and they're like my favorite tag team. And like for one of them to be hurt, it was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. That's all I was thinking. Yeah. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But apparently he's perfectly fine. I mean, not perfectly fine, but he's fine enough. So, yeah, hopefully just a few, but like, oh my god, but like, yeah, so that's the thing, but yeah, hopefully, Cash is gonna get better. That's the thing. So, then we had a Britt Baker promo, and this was fucking hilarious because I didn't even remember this, and when she said it out loud. I cracked up because it was like, dude, that makes too much sense. So, Britt Baker broke her wrist, and she goes, well, I beat Nyla Rose. Apparently, you really do break bitches. Because remember, Nyla Rose's thing is I break bitches. Well, apparently, you really did. (laughs) And it's like, oh my god, like that actually made sense. You broke me, you broke Reba. Yeah, she like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like I didn't think about that until she said it. So that that was a thing. So then this is the point where, like I said, they don't hide that we know and they know that we know. And they just like to fucking they literally just like to get naked and say, We know. We know that you know. Come on. Come on, baby. Because they go, okay, we're going to have Rampage August 20th. It's going to be called The First Dance in Chicago. And everybody just starts chanting CM Punk. And I'm like, okay. They start going to the crowd like, oh my God, they're chanting CM Punk. Then they interview Darby Allen, and Darby Allen said something and he winds up saying, I want to face the best in the world. And it's like, dude, they're not even hiding it anymore. It's just literally right there. And soon, but soon as that happened, I went 
to my psychotic content weird brain. It went, oh my God, what if? Because the thing is, we're all like CM Punk. CM Punk. Because they're going to be in Chicago for three days. They're going to be in Chicago that Wednesday, that Friday, and at the pay-per-view. But what if, what if just the fuck around and because they have a big dick, they say, all right, we're going to bring Daniel Bryan instead of CM Punk. That would fuck everybody up. Like, whoa. Like, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait, what? I actually like, don't think they wait worse, but like, and by worse, I mean like bad. Okay. The thing is called first stand, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to fuck around and piss people off, it's like, mm-hmm. like oh, you thought you knew, but you don't know. Fandango. <laughs> oh my god! That, but you know. That would that would be you know what be no no you know what actually because if they were me and if I was the dude, mm-hmm. I would have Fandango come out first and fuck everybody up and be like, oh my god, Fandango, <laughs> this is this is what you meant by last dance. And then at the end, bring out Punk. And like, just fuck everything up. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Because Punk yeah. and, and Daniel, for that matter, because you said three days, like one's the pay per view? No, no, I, I actually no, I actually got that wrong because the pay per view isn't that week. That's oh. enough. Like, that's, that's in September. Like, this is something different. This is something oh. totally different. Never mind. Because I was going to say, their pay per view worthy. They should be on the pay per view, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no. The pay-per-view is in September because that is the week. That's actually the week of SummerSlam. Like that's the week of SummerSlam. So I was wrong. But they will be in Chicago. No, they will be in Chicago that Wednesday and that Friday. So that's the thing. So then we have a match between Hikaleo, who brought out his dad, King Haku, who I popped for. And he faced Lance Archer. This is why this is part of the branching timeline. Because Archer came out with a shirt that he hasn't worn in a long time. And it was a Suzuki Goon shirt. And it's like, huh. That's random. Yeah. He didn't come out with Jake. Yes. And I was just like, huh, that's random. But... They had a they had a match and it was like also both of these are two giant giant humans. Mm-hmm. Hikaleo lost. So Archer is gonna face Tanahashi at a resurgence for the US title. So that's gonna be a good match? I'm not gonna say it's a bad match, it's a good match. Because it's not gonna be a bad match. Yeah. So then we have Cody Rhodes in the back and Cody is hey Cody what's up with um Alistair Black his name is Malachi but bam he gets hit in the face <laughs> and he just goes down and Cody had on sparkly slippers by the way sparkly slippers just saying he's sparkly so he beats him down and says I'll see you next week so all the guys come out they're like Break it up and Fuego del Sol comes out and he just gets 
black ass and he's just dead. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. He got destroyed. Yes. And also for you people who want to know how good Tanahashi is, he had a 40-minute match with Shingo and it was like amazing. Match of the year. Well, up there for match of the year. Maybe something might happen. Who knows? But up there for match of the year. But then we had a mirror. Right now, right? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Right. I just said it was for the world title, but like I don't. I, don't oh, know. I didn't hear you. My bad. So then we had a Miro promo where Miro talks about how flexible his wife is and how Jesus Jesus is, and we go on from there. So then we have the House of Failed Oddities. I mean, the Hardy Foundation organization, whatever. But yeah, they come out. Then we get Jungle Boy. Then we get Christian, and Christian wins. And Christian walks outside, and he gets punched in the face. And like 15 people thought it was CM Punk, and it was the Blade who knocked Christian clean the fuck out. Because he was in a hood and like CM Punk said the next time he returns to wrestling into the hood which he did return and everybody was like oh my god he did that which they thought he was going to do that again right here and was like oh well no that didn't happen okay yeah what's the thing so over the weekend, me and Renegade indulged in some violence. <laughs> we indulged in some violence. Because we we watched Nick Gage, Nick fucking Gage versus Matt Cardona. <laughs> when you say it though, with such regret, Matt Cardona. Yeah. Oh, I I will because that match was violent as fucking hell. It was violent as hell, blood, and I usually don't like violent matches. And it was just like, ooh, I like this one. This was very, very violent. And it just was so much blood and like Matt Cardona had scars on his back. But Matt Cardona winds up winning the goddamn match and is the new GCW champion. So, that's a thing. How do you feel about that? That's called a fuck. Like, it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I actually didn't think they were going to make it happen, but it was like, okay, this is actually pretty fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool. And it was like, it was was so cool. Because, like, all right, we lived through the ECW era. Great. Enjoyed it. Was the best time of our lives. We started off at the beginning of the CZW era. was like, okay, this is cool until it started getting to the point where they're hanging Zandig from the fucking ceiling on fucking metal hooks. And it's like, okay, Ultraviolet might not be cool. And it just kept evolving after that when we just went away from it. It's like, all right, we're just going to chill the fuck out. Like, Lucha Underground did an ultra-violent match, and it was like, okay, this is cool. Because sparingly, it's very cool. 
But like, if you're just used to it all the time, you're like, all right, I want nothing to do with this all the time. Not to mention the uh, Rock and Renegade promo that got them kicked off the television. That was another thing. Like, after that, got uncomfortable. Yep. So then we had Thunder Rosa and Julia Hart. And this is Thunder first ever official AEW match. So now she can be put on the board for actually winning matches so she can be a number one contender for Britt Baker and they can have a rematch. Which, unlike WWE, which would have had this match back to back to back, this will be four, five, five, five months away from their actual really brutal hardcore match that they had. So this would be actually awesome. Even if it was like two months away, I still would love it because they can go and Thunder Rosa can make every match amazing. Including this one. So close together, like you said that it be does. Yes. She, She really had a good match with Julia Hart. And she's young, and she's going to grow into it because, like, she's like literally like nineteen. She's just going to grow into it, but she's like she's super young, and like you can tell, like you can tell with a lot of her moves, you're like, yeah, you you still need to grow into this. And if you people think I'm talking about growing into something else, you're fucking dirty. I mean, grow into her ring style. Yeah, exactly. Like, she, I don't know what type of style she is, for real, for real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, she has the just the feel of like, okay, I should be a manager, but like she's doing wrestling matches. So you're wrestling, cool. We'll like we'll figure out what you are, and it's like you're not growing into what you need to grow into yet. It just doesn't feel like you're there yet. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But she, she'll she'll turn into something eventually. She might be a high flyer eventually. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. She, she just needs to define her style. And then, like, once you get there, it's like, all right, we can watch you grow from there. And, yeah. So, then, we get a Moxie promo. And Moxie cuts the promo and it's like, Tanahashi, you showing up now? You've been ducking me. I watched the Olympics and there's people in Japan. Why can't I go to Japan? And he kept saying all of this stuff. And it's like, easily, like, easily, you're like, he's definitely calling out Tanahashi. It's definitely Tanahashi. And then he goes, I sent a bunch of contracts to New Japan. Let's see what happens. And it's like, okay, that last part you didn't need to say because everybody's like, oh, definitely Tanahashi. That last thing when he said, I sent a bunch of contracts to New Japan, let's see what happens. You know that that's not going to end good. Like, it could be anybody. Like, you can wrestle anybody, literally. 
So I don't I don't know why you said that, but it's okay. It, it's definitely okay. like it's definitely okay. You 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 want to fight and only kings bring fight. So that's the thing. So speaking of a new Japan thing, the pain maker faces off against Nick Gage. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, because you know, I know, we both know, not gonna lie. We both mm-hmm. said this. After fucking Saturday, this is what you give us. It literally was the first five minutes of the match. We're like, after fucking Saturday, this is what you're gonna give us. We watch you fucking kill a man. And this is what you're gonna give us. Like, come on, dude. And it's like, uh and then like mentally, yeah. like mentally checked out. And then it just started it just went up from there. It just went up. It was like, oh my god, like he's really he's really doing this to Jericho. Anybody else I'd be like, all right, yeah, like I agree. But he's doing this to Jericho. It's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And then the best thing ever, the best fucking thing ever, he has him, he has Jericho. Nick Gage has Chris Jericho in a spot where he just has the pizza cutter. Yeah. 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 Picture in picture. Dominoes cutting pizza as he's cutting his face. It's like, the greatest marketing thing ever. And it's like, oh my God. And Domino's was like, no, no, no. We don't want to be associated with that. No, no, no. It's like, dude, I don't care. I brought a pizza just because of that. Fuck you. <laughs> like, we brought one just because of that. You kiss my ass. That made me want a pizza. I'm like, oh shit, that's, that's fucking awesome. Synergy, baby. Synergy. Did you come to talk about suing or whatever? But like, I heard that on Twitter. I don't know how true that is. They're, the thing is, they they are like talking about pulling advertising from the show and shit like that because it's like, like even though the show did a million and like Dave has been talking about this for a while, was like, listen, the blood and gut stuff is cool on uh, occasion, but if you keep doing it, you're gonna lose fucking advertising. And yeah, you can have a show with all of these millions, but if advertisers aren't coming. Well, you're fucked. And like for Domino's to pull out to be the first people to pull out, it's like, oh fuck, like But they could go with fucking Papa John's, who cares? It's like, all right, we'll just go with that one. Yeah. But at the same time, what if other people go, Yeah, I don't like the blood, and this has been a couple of weeks of pure blood and guts. I think I might pull out too. Like, you start to get more than three people pull out, you need to change the blood direction. Like, you, you can't, like, even though it's like, all right, we want to be real wrestling and, like, give people the stuff that they haven't seen, the stuff that they really want. It's like, no, we could go to GCW for that. Like, we could literally just go over there and just watch shit like that. Fine. Yeah. It's cool. Like, instead of, like, trying to fucking kill the company just fucking just don't do that just don't do that okay yeah, I so Jericho I like, like, me and you kind of like grew out of the like 
ultraviolet hardcore shit, but it was nice to see it m- one time yes. after all these years, but I don't know about you, but I really want to see a habit of it. No, of course I don't want to see a habit of it, because like, first off, if you keep getting something over and over and over again, you get desensitized from it, first off. Second off, it, it's not the type of thing that you're into. It will make you just go, I hate this place because I'm not into this and you keep putting it in my face. I don't want this. Like, and that's that's where they could go in the risk of going. But like I said, there's been blood on like every AEW program since the last four weeks. But at the same time, it's like the ratings have been up. But once the advertisers get wind of the blood and the violence, they're like, Oh, Vince was right. It is all blood and guts. I'm pulling out. WWE is for the kids. Huh. Here's another $25 million. And it's just like, oh, well, that's another strike against AEW, which is not good because they're gaining momentum. Yeah. They're, they're, going into, they're going into the fall the hottest fucking thing in the fucking galaxy. There's there's nothing else on the docket that's as hot as this. Like not even fucking New Japan. Nothing is as hot. It's going in the hottest fucking thing in the world. But yeah, Jericho beat Nick Gage. Match is over. I didn't like that ending though. Like everything was fine. The ending just seemed like. Oh, I'm gonna lazily hit you with the Judas effect. Boom, match over. Uh-huh. Well, that's, uh-huh. that's random ass like mess. Yeah, that just uh, it's so it was just so weird. It's like it it killed the match, but like, oh my god. And then they did a continuity. They did a, they did a continuity where I'm like. Oh my god, you get me. You get me. Just like the most throwaway line turned into the most great thing. And it's like you get me. Because the throwaway line was when Jericho and MJF are beefing. And Jericho said about how MJF's mom probably had him because they were banging to a Ubuntu Guerrero and Chris Jericho match. And MJF was like, who's that? MJF goes, I'm going to Google it. He he Googled him, and the next labor of Jericho is going to be Ubuntu Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see the juice, because, like, the last time I seen juice, he was, like, he didn't look that bad and kind of, like, it kind of fucked me up because I was like, wait, that's really Hoovy? That's really Hoovy? <laughs> but like, it was really Hoovy. I'm like, oh shit, that is Hoovy. Because he looked, he looked he different. Now. Yeah, he looked different. It's like, what the fuck, that's you? But that's a good thing. That's a real good thing. I'm all for it. But is Lance Storm the last guy? Like, you brought that up to me, and that made perfect sense. So I hope so. Yes. 
so like if that's the last guy like I want to see who the next guy is like I hope the next guy is not random like I hope it makes sense I'm not going to tell you I'm going to tell you but like the person who everybody said it should be it makes total fucking sense but like Jesus like we know it can't happen but like it makes so much fucking sense like they was like ooh the next person should be Kevin Owens I'm like you son of a bitch it should be it should be. There's yeah. it, it's fucking perfect. Like it should be. It definitely has to be Kevin. Like it can't be anybody else but Kevin. But but it's gonna be somebody. But it has to be somebody from his past that can still go. That's it. I got one, but like it'll be kind of difficult, I okay. think. Okay. Christian? I mean I don't know, because they're trying to build up Christian as a face, so I don't think they would do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be difficult. Yeah. Like, I was thinking Chavo, but, like, eh, I don't really I don't really want to see Chavo. And the bad part is, like, we're only looking at the WCW stuff. Uh-huh. And it's, it's like, he has a plethora of stuff that you could look at. Like, one of them could be, like, Utomo Dragoon. He was a he was a rival of his. Dude, if like to be honest, if Liger wasn't retired, I'd be like, Liger. Fucking Liger. Right there. Do it. Let's do it. Let's have that. But it's it's not. So I don't know. Like I I, I don't know. Like I'm serious. Like I, I was gonna say, what? I think I know the answer to this, but uh-huh. I I'm, I'm not sure. Like you you're the wrestling guy. Does Jericho mm-hmm. train anybody? Because if he does, it could be like one of his protege type of um, thing. You know? Yes and no, because like he kind of helped out people, but like yes and no. Because like he literally had a hand in helping Dominic Mysterio become a thing. Oh, okay. But like that, that can't happen. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, Ray would be a perfect person to be there. Like, it's so many different people. And I'm just trying to figure out who's not under contract that they can use. I don't know. But, okay. It would, like, like me, like, thinking off, like, the protege thing, it would mm-hmm. probably, it probably wouldn't work due to, like, who be being the next guy right now? Okay. He has to face whoever the fuck he picked. Like, no mm-hmm. fuck about it. Yes. Sammy. Okay, because, all right, well, that could be the next guy. Yeah. But I, I don't, that's the thing. I don't know if that person has to agree. Or like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the parameters is. You know what I, I know mean? Jericho has to for sure. Yeah, no, Jericho Jericho can't undo it. Yeah. Because honestly, like, what if he did face Sammy and Sammy just was like, I'm gonna lay down. Like, then what? Then what happens? Like, it's nothing you can do. Like, you would literally have to put that in the stipulation and be like, okay, dude, you have to do blah, 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 blah. And you can't, you can't lay down for him. 
Remember, MJF also precluded stipulations, right? Yeah. Pin match. Or first blood match. Yeah. All right, I'm just going there and cut myself. Because <laughs> this, this match, this match with the whole Hoovy thing, he mm-hmm. has to win by a top rope move. Ah. So, yeah, Jericho has to win with a top rope move. What the fucking top rope move did he have? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he can do a top rope drop kick. Okay. So, yeah, that'll be a thing. He just do a top rope drop kick and he survives. Cool. But, yeah, he has to, like, he has to do that to win. Because, like, most of the things now are stipulation based. Yeah. So, we'll see. I don't know, but like, I just want Lance to be, and I hope I don't hype myself up to be, oh, it's Lance, and then get to the end, and there's no Lance. Oh, but it has to be somebody from his past, though, regardless. It does, it does. And it has to be somebody that makes sense. Yeah. Like, what would be like the second best thing if it's not Lance? Because it has to be like something close to that at the very least. That's a good question because I don't know what would be cool. Like I like to be to be honest with me, it would be like something really fucked up that everybody'd be like, why? But at the same time, it would be good because it would fuck with everything. Yeah. Braun Strowman. And I know people are like, why do, why do you keep trying to put Braun Strowman over it? <laughs> Listen, I'd want I'd want Braun Strowman to show up in AEW so they could do something weird with him instead of him being in WWE and them literally making me watch something boring over and over again when AEW can make something good out of this. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. I, I want that because like, imagine that. Imagine that. Like, he just shows up and he's just like the big monster is just beating the shit out of him. Throwing him around. Bam. Bam. Just fucking him up. You know what I mean? No, that would make sense. Yeah, like, it, it seemed like each, what they call it, trial? No, labor. Each labor is like a totally different thing. Like, he had his chair match with John. He had his ultra-violent match. Now he's having a high-risk match. So. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I've, somebody said this. I don't remember who it was, but somebody said this. It was like, this feels like a Jericho retirement thing. I'm like, it does. It does. But at the same time, he can still go. Like, don't get me wrong. He can still go. Yeah. But I, then again, I wouldn't be surprised if he did retire, though. You know? Yeah, like, no, I would... It would actually fuck me up, like... You you still got at least another year or two left in you. So you... Like, just giving up like this is like... I mean... But if, if, 
It's fine. Like, we don't need them to stay around forever. Yeah. You don't want them to die in the ring, do you? No. Oh, I thought you were going to say yes. <laughs> no. I could be nice. Yeah. Good for you. You're doing nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm um, SmackDown next. All right. That's next. Yes. SmackDown was a thing. It was like a thing. Legit. <laughs> Speaking of legit, John Cena came out and said a missionary line. That was anything to say about that? No, like, it's weird that they took it off of fucking YouTube, but, like, not only did they leave it on the fucking promo for, like, what happened last week with Roman, but they let John Cena say it, too. Yes, and he said, if you can find somebody that can switch up missionary for 22 years, you better to them. They can switch it up and make it interesting, you better hold on to them. And I was just, the thing is, like, I wrong, but in situations where missionaries is actually okay. And it's like, you know what, John, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You can make it interesting, but you also <laughs> person you're fucking. So, that's Basically. the thing. Yeah. And then that's about how Roman is afraid of himself because he switches himself up every two years because everybody starts booing him and he's never changed and that's all change or stone cold change but it's it's whatever but Roman's just afraid of me and I know he's afraid and I'm gonna make him challenge me for the title but bartender cabron comes out it says John I I know that you do make a wish and I want some money I was like man you're a movie star can't give me more than this. You can put me in your movie. You can do this. And John told him the movie is done. It'll be out next week. Well, I can be a stunt double. He's like, dude, look at you. You, you can't be my stunt double. Uh, uh, then he just gets an attitude adjustment. An actual attitude adjustment. In real life, attitude adjustment. But yeah. It made sense, though. It did. It really did. And then we get the Mysterios in the Usos because it's Rey Mysterio versus Jimmy Uso. And the match is going down. Everything's going. Rey gets to roll up. Same foot thing that they did to win, that the Usos did to win the tag team titles. So that was a call. And yeah. He learned that from his papa. Yeah, they're still going to have another tag team title match I don't want and I don't care for. 
like, I feel so, like yeah. it should be a rule, like, kayfabe, like, implemented where, like, former champion gets one rematch. After that, you have to earn your key. Like, one automatic rematch, after that, you have to earn it. Or, if you hear me out, hear me out, just hear me. No rematch. You lose, you lose, no rematch, you get to the back of the line, earn your spot that way. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Either way, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to keep seeing... Yeah. Because it kind of led to this next segment. And, like, here's... The automatic rematch sucks because you go right back to the match. Right, like, as soon as the match happens, oh, you go right back to the match next pay-per-view. And it's dumb. If they do rematches, like we said earlier in the podcast, you stretch it out. And, like, this next segment alluded to or... It could have, you know, it makes sense. Okay. Like it makes, sense. and like you won't be like, oh my god, they're doing it again. You're like, well, this is a rematch from this long time ago. Okay, I'm okay with it. So Bianca Belair comes out for her hundred or hundred and ten, hundred and twenty, hundred and eleven, a hundred and something days as women's champion. So she's in the ring, figure out what she's going to do next. And then Carmella comes out, and I'm just totally just like that. And then Zelina Vega comes out, and she comes out with a black scar. Wonder why. Wonder why. So they're both talking about challenging her, then they both beat her up. And then you hear this very familiar music. That you haven't heard in so long because it's boss time again. Oh. And she helps out Bianca and they beat up the two girls in there. And oh my god, everybody's happy, they're hugging, they're celebrating. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a thing. Well. They're going to have a tag team match. Main event. Later on in the night. Claire? Yes, Claire. <laughs> and like everybody's hopes and dreams. That can't go wrong at all. No. No, wait. There's no swerve. Work. Everything's supposed to be great. They're going to be a tag team. Everybody's supposed to be happy. There's no swerve at all. There's no swerve. There's no vacation coming back swerve there's no swerve at all none at all let's keep going so then we get an interview with Reginald and he says Reggie but Renegade so easily made this the worst part of it (laughs) well it's Reggie if you're nasty I'm nasty. I'm not nasty towards that man. So I call him Reginald. <laughs> and, and also, this is more your fault because you asked me 
is Reginald on Smack. And I said, no, he's on Raw. (laughs) Evidently he is. So, yeah. So, Reginald's coming out for a mystery opponent. And the American Alpha Academy music comes on. And Chad Gable and Otis come out. And they're both standing there. You know, Reginald's is scared. He's scared of Otis. And Otis is like, it's not me. It's him. And Chad Gable winds up wrestling Reginald. Yes, you heard me. Wrestling Reginald. And Reginald does all kinds of flippy shit. But he gets attacked by Otis and keeps his title by disqualification. So that's a like that weirded me out. Like, because I just wanted to, these were no DQ, but whatever. No, they're not because there. If it's in a match, it's a match. But if somebody interferes in a match, it's a disqualification. You can't pin the twenty four seven champion in a match. So what? That's the thing. No, you know what I mean. If you're not in a match, you can't pin the twenty four seven champion in the match. You knew what I meant. You knew. No, that was just w- worded weirdly. Like, I got it you. Was but it was worded weirdly. I fucked that up. <laughs> yes. I fuck up sometimes. I was going to say, that is not what happened in this next segment. I was going to be like, you know. And then I remember exactly what happened. It was like, no, I can't even say that. Let me make a joke because completely just yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. we get a contract signing between Roman Reigns and oh, Finn Balor. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even have to finish that because he fucked up. So they're sitting down for the contract, and Roman's like, "I get the head of the table." So Roman literally cuts a promo that makes me go, oh my god, why is he telling the truth and why does this make so much sense? Roman grabs track, signs it, but then he tells Finn, he was like, you know John Cena doesn't think you're worthy. He doesn't think you should be doing this. He he starts running Cena is looking Finn and saying Finn shouldn't have this title match and he basically like, if you think about it, John did say that he mm-hmm. deserves it more than Finn and then Roman was like it's because I'm gonna smash you and send you back there and Pat McAfee goes Tuesday from USA at 8 o'clock it's like okay <laughs> that's, that's fucking hilarious at least he's the only one so, acknowledging it exactly and he acknowledged it as the best time because everybody's watching Roman and they heard the NXT still exists so yep so Finn is about to sign a contract and Finn says, Roman, I'm going to beat you. And I enjoy NXT. Cool. So I'm going to do exactly what I said I was going to do and I'm going to get my universal title back. But before he can finish, he gets attacked by Bartender Cabron. Cabron comes out and just starts beating his ass, throws him out, throws the contract out, and Cabron grabs the contract. Pen in hand, he's about to sign it. 
And then here comes John Cena, huffing and puffing, trying to get to the ring as fast as possible. Cena beats up Bartender Cabron, grabs a contract, pulls out a Sharpie, signs the contract. And Roman is just looking in anger. And it's done. It's done. There's nothing you can do. John Cena signed the contract. Contract is signed. Yep. So, yeah, now we have it official. Cena versus Roman at SummerSlam. Again. It's pretty much WrestleMania, though, the way it is panning out. <laughs> yes. And then Paul Heyman goes back to Adam Pierce and like, hey, this was supposed to be Finn Balor versus Roman. It says it's on a contract. And Adam Pierce was like, no, John Cena and Roman signed a contract, so the match is official. So, yeah, it's now official. And then we have a six-man. Shinsuke Nakamura. Or King Nakamura. Big E. Cesaro. Versus the Dirty Dogs. And the Intercontinental Champion, Apollo Crews. And King Nakamura. Apollo Crews. So I'm guessing it's going to be an Intercontinental title match later on. Yes. Then we get Edge. This is this is one of the and when I explain it to you, you're gonna be like, oh, that's why it's cool. Because Edge is coming out, Edge is getting hyped, Edge is like, give me your energy. He's getting hyped. This is right before commercial break. They go, we're going to commercial break. They go to commercial break. From commercial break, they're showing. Seth Rollins during a commercial break annihilated Edge and now Seth Rollins is standing in the ring by itself and it's like oh my god how come this has never happened before like it it, it seems like the- when they came back they showed Seth in the middle of the ring I'm like something about but I don't know why like I didn't like for some odd reason like I, I was off like oh wait that was supposed to be Edge Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was so fucked up. Cause like when I saw Seth in the ring, I'm like, oh, he beat or the edge thing from last week. Cause it was like a five second pause in my brain. It was like, what just happened? And then when they showed it, I was like, oh, that's what happened. That should happen more. When they're going to commercial break, people should still attack people. The show should still yeah. go on. Like, if it's something cool, they'll show us. But, like, the show should still go on. And like that one time Kofi Kingston won during a commercial break. Yes. Yes. Never forget that. Never forget that. That is the <laughs> best thing in the world. Literally happened. Him and Sheamus had a match. And Kofi won during a commercial break. I don't remember. Was that for a title or not? Do you remember? I think it was for the U.S. title. I think it was for the U.S. It happened oh. right during the commercial. So then Seth's talking, and Seth's talking about, I deserve a title match because of this, this, and this. And I'm upset because I'm like, okay, you have other history with Edge. When you tried to kill Edge, or you could have talked about how Edge is an asshole and always stealing shit from people to offer my opportunities. 
you could have said so much more, but you just focus on what he did. I was like, okay. Hopefully he gets into that like during the rest of the story, but this is where they're going with this so far. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a thing. And then they announced next Friday is gonna be Barton the Cabron and Finn Balor. I feel bad for them because they're not good enough for Son of Sam. <laughs> yes. Or they can have a match in the match, and then have another match, and we could have it at SummerSlam. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. So, then we had Carmela and Zelena versus Bianca and Sasha. So, during the match, me and Renegade both picked a side. Because we know where this is going, so we both picked a side. And Renegade said, Bianca is going to attack Sasha. And I said, nope, Sasha's going to attack Bianca. So we get to the end of the match because Sasha and Bianca do win. We get right to the end of the match and they cheer in there. And for a split second in my dumb brain, was like, well, neither one of them are going to go in here. It's hey, oh, God. Bianca got hit with the bat by Sasha and she got beat up a hurricane DDT and then Sasha put her in the bank statement and Bianca sold it like she was going out of her head it was great it was really great I loved it so the boss is back the boss is back she wants her title and yes, it's a it's a rematch from like eight months ago, which is perfectly fine because it's a long gap in between. Like she even went on a vacation and came back and just said, "You know what? I'm just gonna just bring a surprise on you. I'm a bad guy." It's like, oh, okay, yeah, great, you're back. It's, it's like literally because he got her before before the rematch. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like it makes like it makes so much sense, but like it's spread out between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, a long gap. Uh-huh. They haven't touched. Sasha hasn't been here. Like they haven't even brought it up. It's just been this long gap. So back to back, and this is like okay, it was a good match. It happened a while ago. It can happen again. Perfectly fine. Like this, this is like this is what you should do consistently with the rest of your book. Fucking title matches and rematches, space, not keep them. Yes. Like, it's like, like we said earlier, it's just so dumb and mundane to just go back and we're just like, we don't care anymore. No, no, no. But like, if they keep wrestling, maybe you guys will like it more. Don't. We won't care. Make us hate it. Like, no matter how cool the match is, you keep seeing a match over and over and over and over and over. You get to hate it. You get to hate it a lot. It's like eating your favorite food every day. Like, at first, you're cool with it. After a while, you're like, no, I kind of like this anymore. Yeah, and I almost cut the 
the Roman line about the missionary over and over again, but like, yeah. <laughs> but if you bring toys, you start sucking on nipples, you start adding fingers, and like you start. Okay, listen, there's a lot of shit you can do to spice a missionary. I'm not gonna keep going, up. but yeah. I was gonna let you just go with it. So <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't. This is was gonna be like just bad. So I'm just gonna cut it there. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like that was SmackDown. And now some of SummerSlam is set because we have boom Roman versus Cena. Sasha versus Bianca. And Seth versus Edge. And on the raw we have Goldberg versus Bob Lash, the triple threat, Nikki Ash, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley. And it's like the raw side won automatically. And like that was a thing. So funny. As I mentioned, maybe be Finn Balor versus I'm bartender, so. Yes, for the 96th time again. Again, again. Yeah. So, one thing we didn't mention, which is also news, is the Queen of the Ring tournament. And I know that we've mentioned it months ago. Matter of fact, probably probably within our first seven or eight podcasts, we were like, no, the Queen of the Ring is coming. It's a thing. And like four of you that was listening was like, yeah, dude, we don't believe that shit. We don't believe it. You don't believe it. And now, a years later, like you hit me up and go, Didn't you say this was happening? No, I did say this was happening. What? (laughs) Yeah. So, here's the funny part about it everybody is making an uproar, which I'm also in a little slight uproar. Apparently, the ending the finals is supposed to happen in Saudi Arabia. Huh? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, that makes no sense at all. Like, none. It's like, the finals supposed to happen in Saudi Arabia and, like, that's just... <sighs> yeah. That's not a good look, player. So... Yeah, I, I have no comments on that one. That's... Wrong in so many levels. <laughs> so the big thing going around, and here, like, here's what I want to do: automatic disclaimer because there's a certain parody website, like parody thing that's going around. That's like they're pretending to be Meltzer, and they're like, "Brock Lesnar's going to AEW," and it's like. That's not true at all. And people are like, it's starting. The bad part is like, if you don't look at name, you'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, it's happening. Which it's not, because like it's a fake Meltzer account. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because MMA, MMA side of like the world has said, Brock has not signed with WWE. 
they signed he signed with another employer and everybody's like I mean this is like the dumb people are like oh my god he's going to AEW and everybody else is like alright where did he sign Bellator or UFC I'm actually trying to figure that out too where did he sign Bellator or UFC which one UFC probably more money, but probably win somebody somewhere new because he already dominated UFC. I would think. Yeah, like I would like I would take Bellator too. But if you looked at Brock, like Brock does look way beefier and bigger, and he looks like he could get right into some ass beating. And like, yeah, I would love that. To do that. Here's the thing, though. Everybody mm-hmm. still wants to go to AEW. Like, I don't have a problem with him going to AEW, but bro, why? And, like, I'm not going to be an e-drone. I put it this. When it comes to Brock Lesnar, it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the e-drones. It has nothing to do with the elite, right? It has mm-hmm. to do with the money. Brock's going to yeah. go with the money. No matter what company it is. So whoever gives him the most bank, he's there. I'm not going to lie. Like, I I would say that, yeah, but here's the thing. I would like to go where money and fun is had. Not just this. Like, I want to go where money and fun. So... Like if I'm having fun in UFC, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Yeah. So yeah, I will. I will go right there. But also, like mm-hmm. the way, like in like we don't know him obviously, but the way he's per- mm-hmm. perceived, like his personality and whatever, like he don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it seems like he don't give a fuck about being anywhere. He just wants the money. You know, like he don't care about fun. Mm-hmm. So. You know, like whoever gives him the minimum amount of time, and that would be more so MMA because that's more so their style. Yes. So yeah, like I would definitely just bank at him going to UFC somewhere and like something like that. Because if he goes to WWE or AEW, he's gonna be there like a couple times a week and whatever. Not week, but you know, month. Yeah, like to be yeah. honest, he sh- he should have showed up here. Like I don't know why they didn't, but they should have thrown every dollar at him that they could have. Yeah. Like I would have thrown every dollar because like this Goldberg thing just ain't, it ain't it for me, pal. Like I ain't, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't down with that. And Bobby wants that too. He wants to fight Brock, so. Yeah, Bobby's been wanting it. We wanted it. Everybody's been trying to get it. It's just like, it's not happening. Like, it ain't happening. And that would be a money match, so. Fucking right. Like, it would. 
Like, if they thought that they was going to sell out before, they would have put Brock on this show against him. Fuck it. Fuck, dude. It's all the way sold out. Like, it's yep. over, over sold out. Like, they're buying out a whole new building just to put people in because they sold out so big. That's exactly what happened. They would have to do, like, a, what you call those, the dual cast or whatever. Like, <laughs> stream it to two different places. Yes. Which AEW is actually doing for uh, the blah, 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 all out? All out. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're actually streaming it in a movie theater, which is which is great for them. Like, great. That sounds cool. Yeah, and I really wish people would just stop about fucking Hangman Adam Page. Like, just stop, dude. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, there's a lot of people that's just like. It's some people that like are just like, oh my god, they're gonna turn on him. And it's like, dude, shut up. And there's some people like, oh my god, it's gonna be this person. I'm like, dude, shut up. It's none of those things that happen. Like, like earlier, like it's gonna be Christian. It. Gonna be Christian. Like yeah, our money's on Chris, and everybody else is gonna wait till a, a bigger day to come in. Yeah, everybody's just like super like, oh my god, it's this person or this person. That's why I did it. Oh my god, I no, that's not why I did it. Like, oh my god, they're gonna kill his buzz. They're not gonna kill his buzz. Like, you know how many people actually still want this to go? I think some some people just I don't know. I don't know smooth brain idiotic people just yeah. they're still gonna do it but they're just gonna do it different like I said I don't know when but it's happening not really going oh my god they're gonna fuck it up it's AEW I think they're not gonna fuck it up it's like a 2% chance that they're gonna fuck it up I'll go and come in here and be like, I can't believe they fucked it up. We have two percent chance they'll fuck it up. It's not happening. This isn't WWE. I mean, you can't possibly go the impact route and like have somebody totally random beat the lead, like the day with Chris Saban and the eight and eight. Okay, I'm tired of defending this to you. I'm tired of defending this. It was because <laughs> Daniel Bryan won, and they won somebody like Daniel Bryan. That's all. No, no, I know that. I know that's the excuse, but it still was random. But like, here's the thing, though. But that's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I feel like that could happen uh-huh. in AEW. Like Kenny loses it, and then Kenny gets it right back, and it would be weird. But like. It could happen, but like, if they literally just wait for Hangman to drop it, whoever he faces, like, has to lose and be a sacrificial lamb. That's what I'm saying. Christian can do it. There's nothing like he loses. It's nothing. You you let Punk or you let Brian lose to him. It's oh my god! I can't believe he lost in his first match. Oh, and then the. 
in the Twitter threads, the fucking Instagram posts, the TikToks, all of that comes out. Because they're going to be like, oh my God, you can't beat the guy on the first day, even though it's AEW and people trust AEW. They're going to be like, oh my God, what are you, WWE? It's going to be so much complaining. This is going to be like, dude, like it's not... And I'm not saying it's not that deep because of the wins and losses don't mean anything. It would not be deep because it's like it's telling a bigger story for Kenny Omega. Like that's yeah. the that's the bigger thing. And then like you look at it like this, whoever loses, if it was Brian or Punk, and just have a story written in where they lost the Kenny. If it's Punk, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm so rusty that I thought that my first match back, I could win the title. I need to get back in ring shape. Now Punk's on a quest to get back to beat Kenny. And he's not going to want the title. He's going to want Kenny. So he's going to go train and it's going to take him years and he's going to come back and beat Kenny. That's a story. You do it with Brian. Brian goes, well, it's because I've been in the soft system a long time. Brian needs to go rehabilitate. Get and do whatever. And then come back and beat Kenny. It's literally built in stories with even one of those. But... Like I said, AEW's not going to do that because it's like, go to that with their stories. We're going to go somewhere else. So we're just going to have Christians just be a... And then we're going to give everybody that hangman match eventually. Yeah, I, I see it being more for the Christian thing. I guess. Because yeah. I, like, like I said, I'm totally waiting for the hangman thing. I'm not one of the people that's down on it. I'm totally waiting for it. It's going to happen. I'm I'm loving the way this story is told. It's it's a yes to me. It's a yes to me. It might be no for some people, but it's a yes to me. Yes for me, too. Yes. So, anything else? Mm, that's a no for me. Oh, that's a no for you. Um, well, guys, I, I regretfully inform you this will be the last podcast that we do for this week. So, see you next week and fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs>